Hi guys, welcome back to our second episode. Some of you may recognize Tom from previous videos. Um, he's on social media, he works closely with us, um, also a fellow Welsh boy, um, and also into his trading. So today we are going to talk about Tom's journey over the summer. We did a podcast with him in about April, was it April, May time? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, around there. Um, we're going to talk about where he's come from since then, um, what has changed in his mindset, the progression he's made as a trader, the progression he's made in life. Um, and basically, it's just a catch-up, um, which I thought you guys might find interesting to see how the journey is progressing and how the story, so to speak, unfolds. So, Tom, we spoke previously about uh, your trading journey, you mm -hmm. becoming a full-time trader, um, getting into the markets. Now, we speak every day. Mm -hmm. We have done since then. We had, did previously. You're making good progress. You're making Definitely. a lot of progress. In terms of trading, you, I would say now are, well, you're a full-time trader. You're a consistent, profitable trader. You are at the point where, essentially, you're ready to go into the big, bad world, aren't you? Mm -hmm. um, don't want to blow my own trumpet, but that was kind of through so effects through yeah, through, through education out. courses. I know you've also ventured further further afield into different types of trading, um, which we're going to talk about today. That you guys are going to find really interesting um, and different kind of visualization visualizations of charts that that you look at now. You're a bit more experienced and need a little less aid. So when we last spoke to Tom, he was a profitable trader. He was using technical indicators, mm -hmm. um, getting okay results. Took a step back since then, haven't you? Yeah, you, definitely. You've looked, Started afresh, if anything. Yeah, and you've looked more into the function of a market versus the function of a chart, I would say. Yeah. Now, what I mean by that, guys, is that the function of a chart is you can put moving averages on there, you can put things on there, and you understand that those moving averages may correct the price, um, they may hold the price, the price may break. These sort of things happen, like our beginner's course, where you don't really need to know anything more than how to read a chart and how to basically use a chart. Now, what Tom has done, and I've worked closely with him um, while he's been doing it, is understanding what makes that chart move. What makes the moves happen? Why do charts just randomly turn? Why do price randomly just reverse? So Tom has spent a lot of time, done a lot of research and a lot of digging, spoken to a lot of people about understanding the actual fundamentals and the fundamental instruments and institutions that work behind the scenes to make those prices move. So I understand you're very much into your kind of uh, short-term supply and demand, yeah. finding where orders are placed in the markets, Definitely. finding um, pockets of supply. Yeah pockets of sell limits and mm -hmm. stuff like that so what made you go down that route well for me um i always kind of look at who has the most money to move yeah the markets and obviously it's the institutions isn't it yeah um you know like the large banks hedge funds that kind of thing so for me it was always kind of why try and trade against the banks why not just jump on board with the big boys yeah and i think the difficult thing is is a lot of people um a lot of people think that they come in, can come into this market and be the next best thing. Well, realistically, you're not going to beat the banks. No. You're not going to beat the guys who work in the banks because they've got so much money mm -hmm. um, behind them and so much money invested in them as a person to make sure that they make money. Mm -hmm. If you can't beat them, join them. Exactly. And I think the most important thing that I kind of learned was understanding that banks have so much money that they want to be buying a position or selling a position, for example. But because they have such a large amount of capital they can't take all of that 
trade at one time. Yeah. So that's why you get pullbacks into the same kind of zones um, that you'll see often used regularly. Yeah. Um, and then the trade will go again. Yeah, so like, they can't actually fill. They they don't that have the orders. yeah the liquidity, liquidity isn't liquidity there. The they haven't got the you know the right price etc. Because as soon as they start buying, price is going to go up. Yeah. To a point where they don't want to buy anymore. And then so, the price drops because so they then, start realizing profits. And, exactly. And whatnot. This, yeah. So it comes back into the zone. They think it's a good price there once before. They're going to think it's a good price again, and off it goes. Yeah. So my kind of methodology is looking at where the banks initially started buying or selling and then waiting for it to come back into that area to then catch those second orders that are sat waiting. Yeah, and I think that um, what I want to cover as well is not just talking about trading. Um, I want to talk about the experience you've had in the sense that it's not an overnight process, is it? It's no, not a... No. I wouldn't even call it a glamorous process. No, it's not. Um, it's being not up easy. till 2 o'clock in the morning back-testing theories, mm-hmm. being complete rubbish, you mm-hmm. wasted 20, 30, 40 hours mm-hmm. on absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, out of your own time wasting a lot of money yeah wasting a lot of money as well Um, and I think that it's difficult to find the right things but you're on the right path now aren't you Mm -hmm. You, you, I feel like you've and and there's I wouldn't say there's a right or wrong wrong way to trade it's all about Mm -hmm. outcome and if you can find a way that works for you that uses moving averages and you Mm -hmm. find some magic formula of technical indicators that Mm -hmm. will allow you to Really, and I don't mean because we teach courses use technical indicators, so I don't mean this in the sense that they're rubbish because they're not. They do work, and they they are very they serve a very good purpose for people who don't have time to spend hundreds and hundreds of hours back testing a theory that is not necessarily true. Um, but to really get to somewhere where you are making a lot of money mm-hmm. with really good and the most important word in this industry is consistent mm-hmm. profit is really getting into the nitty-gritty and understand the fundamentals. For example, we all know how to drive cars, we all know how they work, but to really understand how a car works, you've got to spend a lot of time looking at the engine, Mm -hmm. looking at the drivetrain, and then you can really understand how to move a car. Mm -hmm. For example, you speak to any Formula One driver, any rally driver, they all know the mechanics of how suspension works, the dampers, the rebounds, all of that stuff. So while we can all get in cars and we can all drive them, to really drive them well, you have to fully understand what makes that car move and how it reacts to different things. And I think that's a good analogy to use for markets as well. We can all get into markets and we can all take trades and make money. However, understanding fully where the market moves to, Mm -hmm. um, figuring out why it's gonna stop there. So with moving averages, you don't need to figure out why because the moving averages tell you. Mm -hmm. But you kind of trade price action what we'd call naked forex whereby it's just a chart it's just a price Mm -hmm. and it's essentially you've got bids you've got you've got bids here you've got bids there you've got short positions long positions um so that's all really good and it's progressing really well for you which is good to hear what what would you say took you from the kind of trader where you did use technical indicators you could piece together a chart you could mm-hmm. get your own analysis together where did you how did you get from that point to kind of where a lot of people i imagine are now they've done a course they're making mm-hmm. decent gains or they've traded for a while they played around with a bit of stuff they're making decent gains how did you get from that point where you're one of the many to where you potentially are moving to one of the few where you understand fully market functions you understand atrs you understand bids you understand orders you understand how to pick out volume mm-hmm. i think well from my own personal kind of uh, experience with all this, I think I experienced um, the best gains essentially when I just stopped searching for the kind of holy grail. Yes. And I think I mentioned that on the last podcast. I can't quite remember. Yeah. But I was always wanting the 
perfect method. So I would try something for two weeks. Oh, this is, you know, this must be something better. I haven't got a hundred percent win ratio with a thousand yeah. pips a week. Literally, yeah. I'm just constantly searching for the the best way to trade. And I think when I stopped doing that, and I found a method which, to me, was logical, which supply and demand is for me. It's it's logical. It makes sense. Then I can get on board with that. And when I was on board with it, and I could actually see how, you know, the where the institutions were placing orders and stuff like that and you know I broke it all down then it made a lot more sense and that's when it started to become easy I think another thing is you were talking about the holy grail and the 100% success ratio one thing that success does require is a desire not to trade I know that's a weird thing to say Mm -hmm. but one thing I found and one thing that I find with a lot of people is there are people who have built scalping strategies Mm -hmm. and, and kind of that sort of thing but don't be in the market for the sake of being in the market. Yeah. People feel like, oh, if I'm not in the market, I'm not making money. Well, actually, you are because it's obviously not suitable to be in there. Yeah. So you're potentially losing money mm-hmm. because you're going to take a position that's not good for you. It's so effective to just sit on your hands sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. And um, in terms of uh, the Holy Grail and the 100% success ratio, you're never going to get that. No. Even if you hit 66, uh, 60% success, but you've got a 2 to 1 risk reward ratio, you're flying. A lot of people don't realize that you could have... A thirty percent success. As rate long as your ratio is over three profitable. to one, you're fine. Yeah. As long as you have the right risk to reward, you can still make money. I think another massive thing is it comes back to this desire not to trade, is patience. So you mm. know you talked about the pullbacks and mm. the banks taking the price up, pulling back, going again mm. from a higher point. Yeah. People see that pullback and they get out. Mm. And and it's it's, yeah. it's not that well it's one, it may be nerves, it may be lack of patience. It's also a lack of understanding yeah. in tr- true market function. Definitely. Because I think that, yes, you're going to get caught on the odd reversal where mm-hmm. you're, you're at stop loss at entry anyway. Yeah. You're going to get caught on the odd reversal because the markets do have to change direction at some point. Mm-hmm. But if, see, for example, you've got a trade running 100 pips profit, it pulls back to 60. Just see where it goes. Move your stop loss 20 pips in profit, realize some profit, but be patient with it because that market is more than likely going to continue in the direction that you mm-hmm. got in, in with. So it's an opportunity to increase orders if anything yeah yeah well, scale into trades it is in the future it's, it's dangerous to say that when you can as long as you fully understand what you're doing yeah of course as long as you know you're, you're confident in the analysis yeah. you've gone the right yeah, way absolutely absolutely um, a lot of the time the pullbacks are just people realizing profits that's yeah, all that's just happening taking 50 percent of their position yeah. walking away um and literally all markets are and this this is how i describe it to all of my kind of one-to-one clients is say for example you go to a market and there's a guy selling strawberries you hear him shouting all over, don't you? Like in Guide of Strawberries, mm. two for about two hundred for a pound. Yeah. <laughs> um, say, for example, that guy raises, raises the price to two pounds of strawberry for ten quid. You might get the odd person to buy it, but no one's going to buy it. So we'll have masses of strawberries left that he has to sell. The guy next to him is selling them for three quid, and they are flying because he's way cheaper than the other guy. So what that guy then has to do, the the expensive seller, is sell it really cheap. So what he then d- starts doing is he starts selling his strawberries 20, 20 pence to the pound. So his strawberries go from 10 to 2. What he then does is creates a bid war. So the price gets dragged down because the guy in the other store goes £1.50 a pound. Um, and then he goes a pound. And then what happens is they sell all of their strawberries and then there's only four four punnets left. So the people who are going to buy them anyway, they can set their price and the whole cycle starts all over again. Yeah. And that's basically how supply and demand works, isn't Literally, it? Literally, just create the demand yep that's all it is and that's how markets work if you look at the chart and it's been going up for six months it's a massive highs um you can see loads of potential resistance coming up 
highly likely that price is going to drop. Mm-hmm. And I would say that supply and demand doesn't work as well on shorter time frames. No, it's much harder to you've, do. You've got to stay out of the shorter time yeah. frames. And, uh, and by shorter, I mean four-hour hourly. Mm. You've got to be on the daily, the weekly, the monthly. Yeah. Um, and it works best on the monthly, then mm-hmm. the weekly, then the daily. Yeah. Um, and you've got to be so patient because you're running... And do you know what one thing that baffles me as well? is people who would rather take a 20 pip stop loss at 1% risk than a 200 pip stop loss mm. Stop loss at 1% risk. Yeah. You're so much more likely to have success with a 200 pip yeah. stop loss. Just sitting through the drawdown. Yeah. Just allowing it well, to... Well, it's 1%. So yeah, 1% is 1%, 1% it regardless of 20 pips or 200. Yeah. Just take a tenth of the position. And I think what a lot of people do as well is they want the glamorous trade. They want the trade that goes 300, 400 they pips. Want to risk, they want to risk yeah. 20% of their capital and yeah. then it goes 600 pips and yeah. they quadruple their money. And like a, lot, a lot of the 20 trades... 20 minutes. Yeah, a lot of the trades <laughs> I will take is it comes into a zone and drops 20 or 30 pips and I'll catch those. Yeah. Because that's fine because if I take four or five of those a week, yeah. it's 100 pips. Well, it's like pips. yesterday, I think we took one trade for 70 pips but the rest were like 30, 40 pips. Yeah. 230 pips at the end of the day. It doesn't need to be glamorous. I don't know a single person that yeah. wouldn't take that. It doesn't need to be glamorous. It's so... Just, is, is, is functional, I think, that um, is where you've got to get. And I think that people chase the... The one thing that people chase is the money. You can't chase money with Forex. No. You can't chase money with any market. The, money is the byproduct of success in any industry, mm-hmm. regardless of you whether you're a driver, a salesman. If you're successful at what you do, money is a byproduct of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that people go into Forex thinking, I need to make £100 on this trade. Yeah. It's the wrong attitude to have. You start chasing it, you start making mistakes. You've got to, I, the way I look at it now is, so I need to get into a trade, mm-hmm. I need to limit my risk, mm-hmm. and I need to preserve the capital that I have in that trade. I think, yeah, preserving capital is the most important thing. So uh, the way I look at it now is, I get into a trade and I avoid losses rather than trying to win. Mm-hmm. Because if you avoid losses, you take positions that are, so say for example, I've now got a position coming up, and Brexit's a perfect scenario is, I want to avoid losses on my account. Now, the volatility that the uh, general election caused was massive. Mm-hmm. GPB USD moved 400 pips. I didn't. I wasn't involved in that at all. Same here. And Sat out. a lot of people will have been because it's, oh, I can make a lot of money on that. And you can. And the way I look at it is, I could lose a lot of money very quickly exactly. without any real analysis. Exactly. And that's the difference. Exactly. And I think that's where a lot of people go from failing to get consistent results because don't get me wrong analysis will work and analysis will give you profitable trades but the mentality comes when you see the analysis and the trade setup might still be good but you go no i'm not taking that mm-hmm. um yeah. and i think that's where like having rules comes into play a bit not necessarily rules um, are good but you've got to have judgment as well i think yeah and intuition as well is, is massive yeah. and that comes through just experience. time and experience yeah. but yeah. i think it's good to have just a couple of rules that you always abide by in the sense that you know, if a trade comes and you think, oh, you know, it could be really good, but it doesn't quite match my rules. It could and be then really you take good, it, but it could hit stop loss. And then it goes wrong. Yeah. It goes wrong. They go wrong 90% of the time as well. Yeah, exactly. And then you look back and you go, oh. Yeah. You look back at your analysis because one tip as well, guys, just quickly is if you lose a trade, don't bury your head in the sand. Look at why it lost to avoid it happen next time mm-hmm. because the only person you're cheating by telling yourself that that loss was a one-off is yourself because it's your money you're playing with. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good point, actually. And it's just and it just come to my head the most important thing i think that every new trader needs to be doing is journaling i think yeah. if you don't keep a journal as a new trader you're, yeah. you're never ever going to be successful because trades you, will go against you yeah they'll be the perfect yeah. setup and they will go against you and they'll go against the guys in the banks and people will scratch their heads and go well there's nothing i could have done about that and mm-hmm. that happens that's fine yeah. we're in a speculative market yeah the ones where you go i think i made a mistake there but i'll pretend it never happened and i'll just try and make up my losses today yeah 
is when it goes very wrong. Mm. If you sit down and you go, right, I've taken a loss today, you look at why you lost, you figure out why you lost, it means that that won't happen again. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't who doesn't want to avoid losses? Exactly. I know exactly. I don't like them. I hate losing. It's annoying. I know, I used to lose loads. <laughs> <laughs> I just lose less now. <laughs> um, so I think that... Um, People need to stop chasing the profits, stop worrying about it too much. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. And we could sit here all day and talk about technical trading sides of it, but I think that, that you have to figure that out for yourself. I think mentality is difficult, and mm. it is good to have people around you who have been where you've been, yeah. um, are on the same road you, as you, but a bit further down. Mm-hmm. And there will always be someone further down the road than you um, until you get to Warren Buffett, I suppose. And then yeah. Or James Clatworthy. <laughs> um and then you you basically just got to figure out what works for you as well. Tom likes supply and demand. I quite like it. I trade I trade more fundamental kind of. Yeah. So I do basically trade supply and demand, but I trade supply and demand based on economic data. Um, if a, if an economy is doing well, I I essentially treat currencies like stocks. If an economy is doing well, it becomes attractive. You buy it. Yeah. Um, reports start to slow down. You sell it. But that's a much 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 longer term strategy. Yeah. Um, that won't be suited to most people. Um, but yeah, I think that it's, it's pretty cool to see how far you've come in terms Definitely. of coming from where you, where, you, where you were then, even before then when we first met over a year ago now. Mm-hmm. So in terms of your uh, future ambitions, I think it would be cool to do this again in six months and see where Definitely, you are. Definitely, yeah, um, What are your ambitions in terms of your trading goals? Because I think it's really cool for people who are where you were six months ago mm-hmm. with the technical indicators, looking for that holy grail, realizing yeah. it's not there, going back to the drawing board, figuring out that there are things that work and don't. Yeah. What advice have you got for them where you were six months ago? My best advice is to pick one strategy or one methodology and just become good at it. Stop yeah. stop flicking between strategies mm. or your mates come up with this strategy and he thinks it's a really good idea, so now you're gonna try it. Just pick one thing and become good at it that's all yeah. you need to do one thing and become good at it i would say make sure that thing works first obviously yeah um, yeah and i think there's there's this massive thing of people like you would never get in a car you uh, you shouldn't buy a car without test driving it no so you shouldn't use a strategy without testing it mm-hmm. so you should always back test yeah back testing i think is really important massive. and then run it live in theory for a week mm-hmm. or, or a month depending on oh, how yeah interested you actually are so you note down every trade you keep a journal you note down whether it hit take profit or stop loss what happened and then you do your pip count if it's satisfactory you then stick with that strategy you have to stick with it because the better you become at it the better you in your intuition comes Mm -hmm. the better your judgment comes the less mistakes you make the less losses you make everyone's happy i also think as well the reason why you need to stick with it is because markets kind of have phases and they change yeah. throughout the year. So you could be trialing a strategy right now, which may work extremely well in areas, in times where there's l- less liquidity or which something like, like that. L- l- for example, December, 2019 yeah. liquidity has been absolutely or, dreadful. Yeah, just summer months, etc. Um, so, you know, it's important to have uh, a strategy that pretty much you've tested for a whole year, in my opinion. Yeah, because I think you'll see every phase of the market. Work as well. Yeah, definitely. Recognizing something doesn't work is just as important as recognizing something does work. Yeah. And yeah. admitting you're wrong is massive. And that's one thing that has massively improved my um, my my profit and loss is um, noticing that a trade has gone against me a lot earlier than I ever used to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's massive. And you have your stop losses, but you don't just let your stop losses get hit. I mean, no. if you see a really bullish indication in the market, whether that's a liquidity pickup. Yeah. Um, something like that you can recognize that mm. i'll take 20 pip losses that's yeah. 60 here so let's exactly. get out so you may as well yeah 
Cool. Well, all that's pretty good, Tom. Um, really pleased to see you doing well and progressing. Thank you. Um, we'll have to do this again in six months. Uh, we're going to have a few more episodes coming in the next couple of weeks, guys, so stay tuned. Really appreciate your time today, Tom. Cheers, thank I you. I will see you soon.